At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, forward, prohibited by law, 18 plus, terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hello, hello. Happy Tuesday. Welcome into My Guys in the Desert. Stormy Bonantoni with you live from downtown Las Vegas at Circa Resort and Casino. It's Major League Baseball trade deadline day, so lots of news and notes that we will get to in a moment on the show today. Jam-packed guest list. Very excited about. Uh, Johnny Avello, Director of Sportsbook Operations over at DraftKings. He's going to tell us which trades this week are moving the needle most on the odds board, one of which, as we get to top five here in a moment, uh, made significant changes. ML be writer and betting analyst John Legaza will also join us at the end of the hour just to break down some of the more significant trades, their impacts on the field and on the odds boards, as well as a 15-game slate coming up today in Major League Baseball. Just one game in action right now. The Rockies lead the Padres 2-0 in the top of the third at Petco Park. And orthopedic surgeon Terrell Julian is going to join us as well. Obviously, NFL training camps going on right now. Lots of people, unfortunately, going down with injuries. Lots of players coming back from them as well. So get his opinion on an evaluation on some of these players if they're really expected to be back to 100% by week one or some of those timelines. Just get a better read on all of that. But because I mentioned the San Diego Padres, we got to jump in to our top five with the biggest trade here of the Major League Baseball deadline. Juan Soto headed to the pod squad, one of the biggest deals in MLB history. The Padres get Soto and first baseman Josh Bell for quite the package of young talent. So let's break it down. Nats get first baseman Luke Voight, pitcher Mackenzie Gordon, shortstop C.J. Abrams, as well as Robert Hassel and James Wood, two of their best outfield prospects, and right-hander Harlan Susanna. 
Now, Soto and Bell leave what we know has been a leap limping and rebuilding Washington Nationals team, and they're joining a lineup with the likes of Fernando Tatis when he comes back, as well as Manny Machado. The Padres, Dodgers, and Cardinals were all largely in consideration as top candidates for Soto, but it's the Padres who land the big fish here, and we know they are officially all in. We saw them also acquire all-star closer Josh Hader from the Brewers yesterday, and the Padres' odds this morning before landing Soto 25 to 1 in the World Series market and after plus uh excuse me 11 to 1 now they were plus 950 in the NL plus 450 now Soto is the first player in Major League Baseball history age 23 or younger to change teams mid-season the year he was an all-star the accolades go on and on World Series champ MVP runner-up two-time silver slugger home run derby champ also the youngest player in league history to win a batting title so a significant upgrade to that Padres lineup and we will talk plenty about this more throughout the hour other notable trade deadline acquisitions today as we go to number two let's start with Eric Hosmer here who was actually supposed to be a part of that Juan Soto deal. Instead, he goes to the Red Sox, but Hosmer had the Nationals on his no-trade list. So instead of being a salary dump, um, in this case, he moves on in a different way. So I feel bad for Luke Voigt. He thinks that he's chilling. Ends up moving on to the Nationals now instead of Hosmer, who is now with Boston. The Dodgers are acquiring Joey Gallo from the Yankees for a pitching prospect. Twins finalizing a deal to acquire right-hander uh, Tyler Molly from the Reds for prospects. Mets are acquiring Darren Ruff from the Giants for J.D. Davis. Phillies get right-handed reliever David Johnson from the Cubs. They also landed outfielder Brandon Marsh from the Angels for a minor leaguer. And one team that's been quiet, the St. Louis Cardinals. They reportedly been in contact with San Francisco about Carlos Rodon. We'll see if anything more comes from that in the next hour or if it is ultimately just chatter. Number three, more big news in baseball. The Mets get a massive boost at the trade deadline, although no trade necessary. Their ace, two-time Cy Young Award winner Jacob deGrom making his season debut tonight against those aforementioned Nationals. It's his first start in nearly 13 months, and the money has come in on the Mets. They were a $3 favorite this morning. Bet up even more to minus 360, minus 340. Even on the run line, about a $2 price here. Total in this one, 8.5. DeGrom versus Corey Abbott, and DeGrom's K-Prop set at 6.5, juiced minus 140 on the over. Generally speaking, though, the return of the best pitcher in baseball gives the Mets grander outlook, even more respect. The Mets 6-1 to in the World Series odds, fourth on the odds board, plus 280 in the National League behind only the Los Angeles Dodgers, minus 370 in the NL East. Number four in today's top five, we go back to the National Football League, who has suspended Dolphins owner Stephen Ross until October 17th and stripped the team of their 2023 first round and 2024 third round picks for tampering violations. Ross is also barred from any league meetings until the annual meeting in 2023, removed from all committees and fined 1.5 mil. The report found the Dolphins had impermissible communications with Tom Brady, as well as former Saints coach Sean Payton, neither of which ended up working for the organization, obviously. Miami was also investigated for tanking after former coach Brian Flores claimed Ross offered him hundred grand to intentionally lose in 2019. The league found that comment, though, was not intended or to be taken as a serious offer. What a crazy story. Ross said in a statement today, while he disagrees with the outcome of the investigation, there will be no distractions for the team as they begin an exciting and win season. Their over-under is set at 9, plus 105 to the over. They're plus 450 in the division behind only the odds-on favorite Buffalo Bills. Plus 140 on DraftKings to make the postseason. Last one here in today's top five. The Cowboys will be without wide receiver James 
Washington for six to 10 weeks because of a fractured right foot suffered yesterday. Set to undergo surgery today, according to ESPN's Todd Archer. Washington is a player that Dallas acquired this offseason from Pittsburgh and figured to be a pretty significant role player in Washington um, in the wide receiver room. They already traded Amari Cooper. We know that to the Browns. You have Cedric Wilson, who's off in Miami. Michael Gallup coming back from injury, starting the season on the pup list. And for quarterback Dak Prescott, that leaves a serious lack of depth here. CeeDee Lamb and rookie third-rounder Jalen Tolbert for a team that's got some pretty lofty expectations, favored to win the division, a win total of 10. Dak, his passing yards props at 4,350 and a half, 31 and a half passing touchdowns, 10 and a half interceptions, and Lamb, 1,175 and a half receiving yards, the number seven and a half receiving touchdowns. Also good to know Broncos wide receiver Tim Patrick also reportedly went down to practice today, twisted up his leg, returning from the ground from a leaping catch, but no word yet on the severity of that injury. So this is, again, a good reason why we have uh, Dr. Trell Julian, who's going to join us a little bit later to go through some of the impacts of these injuries. We're also going to continue our alphabets segment now. We began things yesterday. We're going through 26 preseason NFL bets alphabetically. So yesterday we got through A and B, a little bit of C. So that's where we're going to start off here. Go back to that a little bit. So C in our alphabets is a coach of the year wager. And I am going with Kevin O'Donnell here, 20 to 1, the Vikings head coach. O'Connell, excuse me, (laughs) Vikings head coach replacing Mike Zimmer, who brings that offensive mindset. Of course, the former Rams offensive coordinator under Sean McVay. And this is a team that's been 15 and 18 the last two years, but it's a little bit misleading. This is a team with a lot of talent. We know Justin Jefferson, record-setting wide receiver since entering the league. Kirk Cousins, since coming to Minnesota, is actually sixth in wins above replacement. He's been very durable. A productive quarterback has more than 3,600 yards in each of his last seven seasons. And since coming over to Minnesota, even in the losses, while he's been under center, they've been largely close games. Dalvin Cook, if he can play most of the season healthy and then you look at the division let's say Detroit isn't great Chicago stays bad and perhaps Green Bay could open the door a little bit let them win the division or they're either way if they're still a double digit win team make the playoffs those are some serious benchmarks for this award and that's why I prefer a guy like O'Connell to a a Dan Campbell, for example, who's a very popular preseason bet. I think the Lions will be very improved, but I don't see them getting to that 10-plus win team mark. The last head coach to win Coach of the Year below 10 wins for his team, Jimmy Johnson in 1990. And that's not including the interim season there for Bruce Arians when he won it. But 10 wins is a benchmark. Making the playoffs tends to be a benchmark. And this is an award as well that favors slightly longer shots. Six straight winners now have had their preseason odds of 20 to 1 or longer. So we see him there at 20 to 1 fits that mark. The the, the more I looked at him, the more I liked him for this award. And I think the Vikings are a team that's going to overachieve in 2022. Continuing our alphabets, let's get to D, which being the 49ers fan that I am, I probably should have done a Debo Samuel one here, but I went to the Raiders. D is for Devontae Adams and all of his overs. Uh, I am buying in on all things Devontae and Derek Carr this year. I think the hype around this duo is real. I like a lot of things for Carr as well, but the bet that I'm really targeting here is Adams over 1,200 and a half receiving yards and the over nine and a half receiving touchdowns. It's plus 240 at DK. Both of those bets have to happen. The nine and a half, a full touchdown lower than his actual touchdown prop. And this man is going to get his yards. And listen, I know, I know it's college. The last time Carr and Adams played together was like 
a decade ago, Fresno State 2013, but they were incredible together, led the FBS in all major categories, their two full seasons together. Uh, Carr has been as consistent as they come racking up the passing yards Fifth in the NFL last year, wasn't getting to the end zone as much. And I think Devontae Adams is going to be that missing piece for him to step his game up in that area. Adams hasn't had fewer than 10 receiving touchdowns himself in five seasons, gone over that 1,200 receiving yards mark in three straight. Also wanted to make you aware of another long shot bet for this duo on DraftKings, 140 to 1. For Devontae to lead the league in receiving yards and Derek to lead the league in passing yards. So a little bit of food for thought for you there. Um, We will continue stretching out these alphabets throughout the week. So only through D right now, but E, F, and G coming your way tomorrow. Don't forget, if you missed this segment or any segment of the show or any show on VEASAN. They are all available right now in podcast form as well. Download and subscribe to My Guys in the Desert now. Plus, we post the show, in addition to posting the show every day, we also have our bonus mini pod episodes every week. So again, just become a subscriber. Plenty more to come here on My Guys in the Desert. On the other side of the break, orthopedic surgeon Dr. Terrell Julian is going to join us. One player I am particularly curious about Whether or not I should invest in him or not, not only from a betting perspective, but from a fantasy perspective, looking at comeback player of the year type potential, but is he durable enough to get there? We shall see. Also, all things MLB trade deadline. John Legaza later on the show. Johnny Avello, director of sportsbook operations. You're not going to want to miss it. This is VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from the Washington Post wherever you listen. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, 
elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to point game. King of the court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of CityCasts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. We've got CityCasts in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, Los Angeles, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and now Washington, D.C. You can subscribe to your local CityCast wherever you get your podcast. Stormy Bon and Tony back with you from downtown Las Vegas. The big news of the day. Of course, Juan Soto becoming a San Diego Padre. We'll get back to Major League Baseball and the deadline here in just a little bit, but first let's get back to the NFL because we're already seeing a number of injuries during training camp, a number of players that are coming into training camp trying to recover and get back from season-ending injuries a year ago. We have an awesome guest today, Dr. Trell Julian, orthopedic surgeon, who's going to help us get a better understanding of some of these injuries and how it might affect the play on the field. Hello, Dr. Julian, how are you? Good, Stormy. How you doing? Great. Thank you so much for being here again. I, I know the last time that we talked, we started off talking a little J.K. Dobbins, and I'm going to go right back to the Baltimore Ravens here because their quarterback, Lamar Jackson, is looking to return a little bit to that 2019 MVP form, but he had a season last year, I mean, as did the whole Ravens squad that was mired with injuries. He dealt with uh, illness, the back injury, and then, of course, the ankle injury at the end of the year that eventually caused him to miss the last four games of the season. For a mobile quarterback like him, what's it really take to get back to NFL ready coming back from something like that? Yeah, so the story is really rehab, rehab, rehab. For him, it's a stir- story of recurrent ankle injuries. So he injured this in the latter part of the season. He did not return to the field, but what's good news is that he didn't have surgery. So a distinction we'll make now and we'll continue doing this throughout the entire season is a low ankle sprain versus a high ankle sprain. So simply put, the high ankle sprains, those are worse. Players are usually out for about four to six weeks. Low ankle sprains, they make up about 90% of these and recovery is really week to week depending on the initial severity. Usually one to two weeks in a grade one sprain and more time as the severity increases. So Lamar had a high grade low ankle sprain, so he never made it back. So Mm -hmm. some numbers for context. 91% of players, they return to play in the same season. Power rating, we see it drop about 22% across the board for offensive players in year one, then 25% in year two. And what's interesting is that in terms of quarterbacks, their power rating actually doesn't drop off. It's not really significant. It's only about a 10% drop off. Whereas running backs have a high drop off in terms of their power rating. So we can expect this to actually affect the way he approaches the running part of his game and whether he's getting out of bounds a little more often or just protecting himself to kind of prolong his shelf life as a quarterback. So Stormy, I think an interesting angle to look at this season or actually the preseason is what the Ravens are really going to do. They've got, you know, they're about 20 no straight up in their past couple preseason matches. 
and they've got a couple guys coming back from injury. You wonder how that's going to affect how they're approaching the preseason, if they're going to kind of continue to uh, have that edge that the Ravens play with, or if they're going to kind of take their foot off the gas. I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, potentially ease your way in a little bit more than normal because you had so many injuries, especially at some of the most important positions out there on the football field. And listen, we know for quarterbacks, durability is is a big knock on a lot of quarterbacks. And another guy that comes to mind for me, I'm a San Francisco 49ers fan. And last year we saw with Jimmy Garoppolo, I mean, obviously your thumb and shoulder are two very important pieces for a quarterback. And that's been a big issue for San Francisco this year as they've tried to move Jimmy Garoppolo, right? Is that he's coming back from that shoulder surgery, which I know with Lamar Jackson, you talk about surgery from the ankle being avoided as a distinction. But Jimmy Garoppolo did have to have surgery on his shoulder. He passed his physical evaluation. But realistically, how long does it take to get back to 100% from something like that for Jimmy? Yeah, so interesting. Jimmy, he had an atypical injury to his throwing shoulder. The most common injuries are the rotator cuff injuries, the torn labrums, but his was an injury to the capsule. So capsular injuries, these are usually non-surgical as the capsule is really just a static stabilizer to the shoulder. So the surgery he underwent is called a capsular shift and involves essentially just tightening up the capsule to increase the stability to prevent dislocations. It's almost like tightening your belt around your waist so your pants don't fall down. So the problem with all these soft tissue injuries is, or procedures is that when you return, if you return too quickly, the capsule can just stretch back out. So like all injuries, it's rehab, 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 followed by progressive strengthening and a throwing program. So I expect him to sort of ease in to the season probably a little bit during preseason and probably hit his full stride by about a third of the way through the season. Well, and still TBD, if or where he might end up at this point, unfortunately, the Seattle Seahawks, the favorite at plus 275 to get Jimmy G. But uh, we'll see what happens. The only way that's really likely is this San Francisco does release him, right? Because they're a divisional team. You don't see that being a likely trade candidate, but we'll just still wait and see what happens with Jimmy G. I hope the best for him. I know how beloved he was in San Francisco. Just it's the Trey Lance era upon us, Dr. Julian. Uh, there's yep. one question that I was particularly interested to ask you because I used to work for the Carolina Panthers. I have gotten myself so excited about Christian McCaffrey so many times. And then the injury bug seems to come back for him. Like I'm looking at some of his numbers since he signed that extension in 2020 that made him the highest paid running back in football. He's played just 10 of the Panthers last 33 games. And um, that ankle injury, of course, is what ended his 2021 season early. What should the level of concern be for for betters who might be interested in comeback player of the year odds, for example, on Christian McCaffrey, for a guy who's been so injury prone the last couple of years. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd be concerned if I'm a better betting on McCaffrey for any of these season long awards. So he's a great player and everyone wants him to do well, but he cannot stay off the injury report. So, you know, you chronicle this 2020 high ankle sprain, missed six games, then a shoulder, then his thigh. 2021 hamstring injury, five games, rolled his ankle, then he missed the rest of the season. So we're looking at a player who at age 26, he's really only played about 10 games in the past two seasons. So the most important thing for him and the Panthers is getting him healthy and keeping him healthy. So in orthopedics, we've got this concept of a kinetic chain. So you've got your back, your hips, hamstrings, quad, knee, calf, and ankle. They're just links of a chain. And in football, energy and force dissipation, they're sort of transferred along these links. So Stormy, science guy time here. First law of thermodynamics, energy is neither created nor destroyed, it's simply transferred. So when one link of that chain is injured, that same force has to be accommodated downstream 
by a different link. So whether it's your hamstrings making up for weak hips mm -hmm. or your calf making up for an injured ankle, this is why we see these soft tissue injuries really pile up on certain players when they don't rehab adequately. So given he's had the entire offseason, we expect his body to be reset. And I think he's going to start off really well, like he always does in 2022. But I think he's one of those guys who he always breaks down and there's mm -hmm. a high level of concern for him making it for the entire season. Yeah, that overcompensation from other parts of the body. And that's why I, I agree with you. I'm looking at that plus 750 on comeback player of the year for him. And those odds are not long enough for me to want to buy in on that. I think that we should start calling this segment, by the way, I'm not a doctor so that we bring one in like that is that's it dr julie i'm so i'm so excited about this another player that i think has a bit of an interesting situation coming into this year is deandre hopkins because he was injured midway through last year we we all remember the hamstring early and then that thursday night football game against the packers arizona seven and oh it's their first loss of the season and they lose such a critical piece of that pass game such a security blanket for kyler murray and the knee injury is ultimately what did him in but now now he's missing the first six weeks of the season because of the suspension. So is that additional time you think actually going to be a benefit potentially for Hopkins coming into this year that he has more time to come back from the knee? Or is it not great that he's not getting the reps early on? I'd, I'd, I'd side with the latter. I think he needs mm. those reps. So he injured his MCL, and this is one of the most important ligaments on the inside of the knee. This is usually an injury that we see in offensive linemen, but we can see it in any player. Most of these are non-surgical, but with complete ruptures, surgery can yield better outcomes. So his surgery, I think this was in December. So he's had plenty of time to rehab and recover. So usually this is a six-week recovery period, and the main issue is stiffness and decreased range of motion. Full return is usually about three months. He is well past that. So I think any time over these three months is just actually going to end up hurting him. So, mm. you know, he's got that six-week suspension, like you mentioned. I think this is just going to set him back. That's so interesting. You need to get as many of those live practice reps, I guess, as you can get coming in. But yeah, the physicality of the position is going to be a little bit different. Another knee injury with a very different body type. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers Pro Bowl center, Ryan Jensen, who had to get carted off of practice at training camp last week with a knee injury. Recent reports say it may sideline him for months. What can you tell us about just the nature of the injury from your understanding? So mom's the word on this. And I Feel like there's a lot of misdirection from the bucks camp so much not much on the injury in terms of reviewing the films but it looks like an mcl plus or minus a meniscus so if you sort of read in between the t read them to the lines and you sort of uh, you know look at the tea leaves i think it really does point to an mcl we know that he had an mri and the tampa bay bucks they've got the results if it's an acl or patellar tendon he's out for the season and they would have said this if you look at an MCL, a surgically repaired MCL, just like we were talking about Hopkins, grade two or three, you're looking at three months. So there is a clear path for him to actually return to the team later on in the season if it's an MCL, even if it's a meniscus. You're looking at a guy who would come back late in the season and actually contribute. Interesting that they're slow playing this a little bit. Um, obviously, protecting Tom Brady, priority number one, coming into this year for a Super Bowl contending team. I am so thankful for you today and excited to check in with you every week throughout the season. Appreciate you. Awesome. Take care, Stormy. That's orthopedic surgeon, Dr. Terrell Julian, and uh, still a number more questions and players that I want to ask him about leading up to the season, but not enough time today. When we come back, it's Hot Take Tuesday. What does Steph have cooked up for us today? And director of sportsbook operations at DraftKings, Johnny Avello stops by to give us the latest on how the MLB trade deadline moves are moving the needle.
You're listening to My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. Back here on My Guys in the Desert. Remember, everybody, the college football guide is out now. Start your football season on the right foot with expert profiles of every team, 131 teams, including trends, power ratings, and over-under recommendations, plus our best section with total wins, Heisman hopefuls, playoff predictions, the whole shebang. The only way to get access to this year's football betting guide is to become a VEASAN all-access subscriber, though. Sign up early, and for a discounted $175, you get the college and pro football betting guides, along with full VEASAN access all the way through the Super Bowl. Or join us for $40 a month and see everything VEASAN has to up your betting game. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all your options and become part of the Sports Betting Network. It is Hot Take Tuesday, so... Producer Stephanie Kamershack comes up with a few takes, and it is my job to determine the level of heat coming off them. Starting with, she's pulling on my heartstrings, says Debo Samuel, his over 1,300 and a half rushing and receiving yards is a lock. I mean, it's not a lock because there's no such thing, but this take can only be so hot, Steph, because I want to bet it like crazy. He eclipsed this receiving alone last year, going over 1,400 yards receiving, 365 yards on the ground. He's also got incentives in his contract now to remain that hybrid wide back player. He'll make more money reaching some of those rushing benchmarks. So I like it. I like the bet. Not hot enough. We're going to medium cold take because I agree too much. What she got next here? Raiders Jags won't even hit 20 points. Okay, I see you getting hotter in case you missed it. Jags quarterback Trevor Lawrence and running back Travis Etienne are not going to play in the game you would expect on the Raiders side. You're not going to get Carr or the big play. This is going to be a battle of the backups. Jake Luton on one side, Nick Mullins on the other. The over-under on the game is actually set at 30 and a half. Bet down from 33 and a half, so we see where the money is going. But Steph, hit me with 20. I mean, both teams have new head coaches. They can get a touchdown and a field goal. Come on. Too hot to trot. Last one here. A defensive player will win the Heisman. Ah, this is really, really, really hot. And I say that as somebody with a Will Anderson bet in pocket. Uh, linebacker out of Alabama, I have that bet. But this is just such a quarterback-heavy award. If a defensive player were to win it, I think that it would be Will. Um, but when's the last time a defensive player won? Charles Woodson in 1997, and that's it. He is the only primarily defensive player to ever win. We know Ernie Davis won in the early 60s, but he was a full-time two-way player, so it's a very different type of a thing. Uh, Will Anderson, if it were to happen, but I don't know if it's going to happen. Let's go to our guy, Johnny Avello, Director of Sportsbook Operations over at DraftKings, and, and we'll talk a little bit more college football, NFL in a moment. But, Johnny, it is Major League Baseball trade deadline day. How busy have you been already? Uh, yeah, Steph, a lot, uh, Steph, yeah. Storm, <laughs> a lot going on today. Uh, you, you know, mostly the, it's, it's all about the Padres today with Juan Soto. Um, you know, the, a lot of things are supposed to happen in that trade. Didn't happen. It looks like Hosmer refused. To go to Nat to the uh, Nationals, why wouldn't you? I'd refuse myself. Uh, so, but now it looks like uh, you know Josh Bell's going to also come to the Padres. Hosmer's going to to the Red Sox. A uh, little bit of move on the Red Sox. We dropped them from ninety to eighty. We dropped the uh, the Padres from twenty down to eleven ten. I think it is now, um, and the uh, four seventy five to win the AL. Um, so we're, there's a lot of movement going on and, 
you know, and Joey Gallo went to the Dodgers, so we raised them. No, just kidding. But uh, <laughs> there, there, there's still a lot going on out there, and there still may be more before the day's over. Yeah, and if I'm Eric Hosmer, I was like, hey, the Nationals were on my no-trade list for a reason. Don't even try to pull that. And then if I'm Luke Voigt, I'm very upset that I ended up getting stuck in the deal because Hosmer wouldn't do it. Um, going back, though, to that whole Padres-Juan Soto deal, though, News was starting to trickle out a little bit last night, got a little bit more steam this morning. At what point did you fully change the number? Like, did you wait until the trade got physically announced or was it a slower shift? No, we moved it pretty aggressively. I think our first move was to 12 um, and then trickled down a little bit more. You know, I think this makes the Padres, you know, better, but let's face it, you need pitching. And, uh, you know, I, you would go after, you think they'd go after some stud on the pitching side if, if there was somebody they could get, because I still think they have some issues there. So getting Josh Hader from the Brewers yesterday didn't move the needle for you there? That did not. All right. Interesting. Uh, are there any other teams though, that you're kind of waiting on pins and needles here to see if they make a move in the next half an hour or so? I don't know. The Braves made a little bit of move, uh, or Rizzi, uh, so we, we dropped them from 11 down to 10. Um, you know, the I don't know who else is. Minnesota made a small move. I don't know what else is going to happen. Uh, I don't know if anybody else, if there's any blockbusters or anything that's going to change anything significantly. But we'll, we'll keep our eyes open, you know, just in case. Obviously, the Yankees are among the shorter shots to win the World Series. They have been all year with the success that they've had throughout the course of the year. But they've made some subtle tweaks here and there over the last 24 hours. Have their odds shortened a little bit? Uh, they were 390 plus 390, which is a little short of 4-1 to one, down to 360. Yes, Montas helps in the starting role. Fever, Efros, that certainly helps. Um, you know, maybe even Trevina helps a little bit, too. So we'll see. But... Um, the, the Yankees, uh, I think they went and got what they needed to get mm -hmm. for now. Uh, but, you know, they were already short, so we just dropped them just a piece. Yeah, we'll see if it's enough. Those teams at the top of the board, Yankees, Dodgers, Astros, Mets, um, all looking about as good as it gets in here in the second half of the season. Let's go to the NFL because yesterday Deshaun Watson, six-game suspension comes down. You guys were very, very quick to get that win total up there and update a lot of your numbers. What's the latest um, at the book with regards to the Browns and Deshaun Watson? Well, you know, first of all, they, we're looking at their, their games for the season. Uh, you know, their, the first game, their one three-point favorite, three-and-a-half, now they're down to one. Uh, you know, uh, I, I don't know what to think of this team. I, I think they'll win three games, uh, you know, before Watson comes back. That's if Watson actually does come back. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the commissioner can extend that if he wants to. Uh, so, you know, I think they'll, they'll, they'll be okay. I think when, by the time he comes back, they'll, you know, they'll – they have a chance to win maybe nine, ten games. That may be enough to get into the playoffs. I don't know about this guy, Watson. You know, is he is he the you know be all tell all count the quarterback from the past? He is not. So, um, you know, is he a is he an upgrade for them? I'm not. I'm not sure he is. Um, so we'll see. Uh, we'll, we'll watch this slowly. Certainly, 
six games without him, and then we'll make some adjustments when he comes back. Yeah, they certainly are fortunate that the start of the season is as easy as it is on the schedule. And interesting that they do open that week one game against the Panthers of all teams and Baker Mayfield potentially to be the starting quarterback there. We've seen that line shift a lot from Browns favored by three and a half to now one. Some books have Carolina already as a home favorite. Do you expect by by the time kickoff rolls around on September 11th that they will be a favorite? I don't, I don't think so. Um, I, I really don't. I, you know, they're, the Browns will still probably hold up. And who's the, who's the Panthers quarterback? Is that going to be Mayfield? Well, that'd be a revenge factor. Is it going to be Darnold? Uh, the Panthers' home field advantage, so they're 2-6 and six the last three years in a row. So, yeah, I don't, I don't think uh, Panthers will become the favorite in that game. Well, and to your previous point as well, though, about Deshaun Watson and whether or not he does return, the NFL has been a little bit quiet on whether or not they're going to appeal that suspension time. And if it does go into Roger Goodell's hands eventually, how long does that take for him to get on the field? We'll see. Uh, There is football this week, Johnny. We've got the Hall of Fame game that I mentioned off the top, Jags and Raiders. It is going to be a battle of the backups here. But historically, we have seen a lot of unders in this game. And it feels like the betters are coming in on the under pretty hard here as well. What can you tell us? Yeah, there's more money on the total than there is on the game right now. Uh, it opened up 33 and a half down to 30 and a half. What a low, low total that is. Uh, uh, yeah, if I want to tell you where the money is on the game, we're still a little bit heavy on the Raiders slightly. And I think the Raiders will probably get some money here. Neither, no stars are playing in this game. So uh, this is pretty much a coin flip. Um, but I, I would suspect we'll probably need the Jags by kickoff. The under is 7-2 and two since 2010 in the Hall of Fame game. I'm not betting it now that it's gotten to that low. Did you hear Steph trying to tell me they're not even going to hit 20 points in this game? That's great, isn't it? <laughs> but, but it's going to be an exciting night. Oh, riveting, riveting uh, expertise there from Canton, Ohio. Johnny, thank you so much. Really, really appreciate your time as always. You're welcome. Bye. That is our guy, Johnny Avello, director of sportsbook operations over at DraftKings. That's the thing about preseason football, especially the the week one games. And this is the week before the week one games. So not going to be a lot of action. But I actually think Doug Peterson's squad, you know, first year head coach with this team specifically, guys are going to want to impress him a little bit. Come on, they're going to get some scoring going. I don't care what Steph has to say. We're going to take a quick time out and step aside. But when we come back, we're going, going back, back to Cali. Cali, see what I did there. Talking San Diego Padres and their newest acquisition, Juan Soto, the star-studded 23-year-old John Legaza, MLB writer for The Athletic, will give us his opinion there, as well as all things trade deadline and a 15-game slate tonight in Major League Baseball will get his best bets. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's a lot happening these days. 
but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back to My Guys in the Desert live from downtown Las Vegas. This segment presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches. Zen Nicotine Pouches are a fresher, simpler way to enjoy nicotine that have helped millions of people achieve lasting change by offering smoke-free and spit-free satisfaction. Zen understands there isn't one right time to make change. Everybody's timeline's going to be a little different. Everyone's on their own journey. But whenever you feel like you're ready to take that next step toward change, Zen's there for you. Check out Zen Nicotine Pouches at Zen.com. That's Z-Y. N.com. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Rolling along on this August 2nd trade deadline day. Also, a lot of individual game action to come today. Rockies and Padres in action right now. And while San Diego might be down 3-1 on the field currently, I think we can all agree they are the biggest winners of the day. Landing the young 23-year-old star Juan Soto from the Washington Nationals for a haul, by the way. So let's talk it over and all things on the diamond with our guy John Legaza, MLB writer for The Athletic, host of the Corked Stats podcast on the Mayo Media Network. What is going on, my man? Man, today the news is moving as fast as my mouth goes. Huh? I know, absolutely. So <laughs> let's start there. Let's see. I, I was going to overpass. I was going to go over that one. Um, I love I love it. Keep speaking to the speed of light. I do too. But let's talk about this Juan Soto trade because it seemed like, you know, most of the analysts that I had spoken to over the last couple of weeks weren't necessarily full believers that Soto was going to get moved by the deadline. Then overnight, we started to see that talk really, really solidify and that the Padres might just be that team. They were. How much have they improved their opportunity to win a World Series this year? Wow. I mean, is there a single piece that can move the needle more on offense? I'm not 
so sure about that. We know Soto, people have given him a bad rap for this kind of slow season. You need protection in the big leagues. Really, you know, the chain is only as strong as the weakest link. Man, that whole team is really wheels up. And if you saw, I tweeted this yesterday. It's probably time to bet on the Padres before they got Juan Soto. We hit it at 22 to 1. It opened up again today, 8 to 1, I think. Yeah, certainly some missed opportunity on value if you wanted to get on the Padres last night when some of the rumor mill was really hitting its peak. Um, I got to talk to you about your Yankees as well. Frankie Montas, Lou Trevino coming over from the A's yesterday. Um, What do you think about the moves and how much does that improve your pinstripes chances moving forward? Well, it's always good to, you know, add Italians to the team. There's never anything wrong with that, though. I'm not sure where Trevino is really going to fit in. I saw this weird narrative. They brought him in because he's done so well against the Astros. I don't know if we're at that point where we're already writing, you know, our tickets for the ALCS. The big deal, of course, is Frankie Montas. He is a true ace. Now, the pitching environment is a pretty... Step pretty big step down, let's say, right? You can't be a better spot than Oakland. You can't really be in a worse spot than New York. But I think he is going to thrive with the chance to compete on this excellent New York team where there really shouldn't be too much focus on him as far as him being, you know, going from the ace to now being the number two and just a guy every fifth day the Yankees will be leaning on for a W. So we know that the Yankees really do appear to be the real deal this season. Um, Aaron Judge hit his 43rd home run yesterday, which is 10 more than the next closest guy. He's been insane (laughs) over the past 14 games or so, 12 home runs, 27 RBI in that span. How would you describe what Aaron Judge is doing and really is the sky the limit for this New York Yankees team this year? I would describe it as Aaron Judge doing a 360-degree tomahawk slam in my face because I feel like the second I said he just couldn't do enough to be the MVP over Shohei Otani, who, again, we can't take away what Otani is doing because it's so spectacular. It's so unique to be so amazing on both sides of the ball. Man, Aaron, I'm sorry. You're on my son's nursery wall. You are doing it all. And I'd say keep it up. We're going to need him to get that World Series ring. And I know he's going to be mad, but I still don't know if it's enough to beat Otani. He can get 12 strikeouts and hit the walk-off home run in the same game. Well, Judge is the one that's got the big odds-on favorite juice on his side right now. So we'll see if he can continue to add on to it. But just as we wrap up this trade deadline talk side of things, uh, other teams you feel made the really the most impactful moves or if San Diego is really the squad with Juan Soto that set themselves up for success better than any other team right now yeah well from a quantity standpoint yes it has to be San Diego by a country mile as some of my friends would say but there was another move today that I think maybe more impactful because I don't know if the Padres are going to catch the Dodgers anyway and it's Tyler Molly going to the twins the twins have a lot of Good pieces they just haven't been able to glue together yet. One of the reasons has been a lack of depth at starting pitching. Tyler Molly has been nothing short of phenomenal in every ballpark except for Cincinnati, where he unfortunately was pitching at least 50% of his games. He should be all systems go and at the front line of that twin squad, you know, right in the thick of it for the division. They're going to make a push for the playoffs. I think Molly is going to be a big part of it. Really interesting. We'll see if they can ultimately hold on to that division as the Guardians surely will try to have something to say about that. Um, Let's look to today's slate because 16 games, 
15 still ahead tonight. Uh, I do have a Mets Braves money line parlay before those Mets prices just got absolutely insane. I bet it when they were still just a $3 favorite instead of nearly four here. Um, but rumor has it you're very bullish on the Bravos today as well. Why did you like them run line with Strider on the hill against the Phillies? Yeah, well, it begins with pitching as always, kind of my thing, really my bed and butter, you know, this kind of granular analysis. And it's kind of hard to get to it with the Phillies. We don't know exactly what we're going to see. They've mentioned Nick Nelson maybe taking the ball. They've mentioned maybe Francisco Morales. Both of them openers. Both of them walk too many hitters. Both of them allow too many home runs in Morales' case, at least. Nelson has a career five ERA and 13% walk rate. Generally, the things you and I are going after. And I ran some stats. Philly has a better than five ERA. I should say worse than five ERA. Higher than five as bullpen in the middle innings right with openers as a new dynamic and they haven't been good a guy like Bailey Fulter who has been okay is now starting so I think the Braves if they don't get to the opener should feast in that middle part that soft underbelly and now on Spencer Strider is more than a dope mustache right now 291 ERA one flat whip a 525 OPS I had to double check that the FIP and deserve the ERA below two and a quarter 37 percent K rate 15 percent swinging strike and really maybe more importantly is a 78% in-zone contact rate. In this day and age, he is one of the best in the zone. And the reason it matters so much is if he falls behind, he could get that swinging strike that he needs. Rowmaster, you know I was going to get it in. Mm -hmm. 40 ground ball, 31 hard hit. What are you talking about, Johnny? He keeps it low. He keeps it slow. We want the ball in the yard. Half a home run per nine. The slider and the change have a 48% whiff rate minimum. Hachi, machi. <laughs> Give me the Bravos. Minus one and a half. I got it at minus 110, but man, my show, whatever picks we seem to give out, have like a 20 cent tax attached to them. Now it's at minus 125, minus 125, minus 130. But I still think it's viable. Give it to Bravos. Should be easy today. I hope I didn't jinx it. You give it out and the money comes down on them. And yeah, the Braves, another one of those teams that's certainly going to be trying to make a push to defend their World Series title as well. And I missed an opportunity here, John. You're talking about the Minnesota Twins. I know you have a bet on them today, too, taking on the Tigers. Um, what are you looking at in that Tigers-Twins action tonight? This one's probably just a little bit simpler. I generally go after pitchers coming off the I.L. Matt Manning has struggled in his career, and he's had trouble with injuries. We don't even know what we're going to get out of him. And again, he struggled in the bit. We've seen it, and the Minnesota offense is looking really good right now. You got to be careful batting average. League lead in hard hit rate, top five in barrels. That's the stuff I'm looking for. Urshela, Miranda, Garlic, Gordon, all the secondary pieces have a better than 1,000 OPS against righties last seven. And then Archer on the flip side. I'm not buying what he's selling. I'm not buying the four ERA. FIP Sierra, XFIP above five. Single digit K minus walk. 50% first strike, 28-0 swing. He just falls behind. He doesn't get ahead. Gives up too many barrels. He walks six guys in two of the last three games. The Detroit offense is not great, but Riley Green and Javi Baez, both very good hitting fastballs. Archer forwarding that pitch, 38 use, 527 X-Log. So I think we go over the five here pretty easily, first five. Minnesota, Detroit, over four and a half F5. There are certain things I know about you, and it's if the first bet you give me is a favorite, you're getting an F5 in there, and you're going to get a total bases prop in there as well. These yes. are just things that I know. So hit me with your best prop tonight. Hit me with your best prop. <laughs> All right, I'm firing away, baby. Oh, man, me and you with the karaoke ball would be straight murder. All right, we're going after Spencer Howard. Six ERA, one six whip, 1,000 OPS. Deserved ERA north of seven. Single-digit swinging strike, 90% in-zone contact rate. All the things we look for. Double-digit barrel, nearly three home runs per nine. 324 ISO, that's a 32% 
isolated slugging, which is an extra base hit rate. Keep that in mind, which matters for total base props. Remember, walks don't matter as much as I love OPS. So we're looking at Adley, Rutschman, look at, looking at the fastball, right? Howard throws a cutter and a four-seamer 91% of the time. He only throws fastballs. Well, that's what Rutschman eats for breakfast. Last 30 days, that's 56 PAs, 47 hard hit, 10 barrel. My own triple slash. 440 BA, 300 ISO. So that's 30% extra base hit rate. If we get three at-bats, we should get the two bases. It's at plus 125 when it opened. Now it's at plus 110. Either way, love the juice there. Give me Adley Rutschman on the road getting the ninth frame over one and a half total bases. John, you're the best. Appreciate the time as always, my friend. That's our guy, John Legeza. Again, check him out on Twitter at MLB Moving Average ABG. The Padres tied it up. 3-3 in the top of the fifth, but we all know they were the big winner today with Juan Soto. Danny Burke and Rush Hour are coming up next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.